Hey, I'm Sean Noel. You're inside the Sound Museum with Leo. Hey, this is Leo and a big welcome to the Sound Museum, the music podcast with that personal connection we have with music. I hope you enjoyed the latest episode of Australian Idol and Beyond featuring Shannon Knoll. As promised, here is the bonus episode, my 2012 interview with Shannon Knoll. I've met Shannon a couple of times over the years and in this chat, it was so much fun to catch up with him. We had a chat about the Australian Idol days, his career And at that time, he was signed with Universal Music. And we had a chat about his then latest album, A Million Sons. Before we get started, make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast provider. This ensures that you don't miss any future episodes and it helps the show grow and reach more people. So I hope you enjoy this bonus episode with Shannon Noll. My special guest this morning on the Friday Morning Show is one of Australia's highest-selling and most popular artists. Since 2003, he has had five top ten albums, has become the first Australian artist to have ten consecutive top ten singles here in Australia. He's sold over 1.3 million units in this country alone. He's currently on tour supporting his new album, A Million Sons, Mr. Shannon Noll. <laughs> G'day, mate. How are you? How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Listen to those stats, Shannon. You must mm. be kind of pinching yourself. How does yeah. a country guy from New South Wales get into this whole music caper? I know, mate. Yeah, I know. I'm very lucky, mate, actually. Um, yeah, very lucky to have some, some terrific fans out there and who are very, very supportive, <laughs> obviously. Now, I think your work ethic has a lot to do mm. with it because you work bloody hard. You yeah. have toured constantly, not just in the main centres, but also the mm. regional centres as yeah. well because yeah. people seem to forget that, uh, well, they, they seem to realise that city people buy music, but also country people buy music yeah, they sort of get yeah. neglected but yeah. you was touring those regional centres which must make it worthwhile for your fans mate yeah I think you know growing up in the country you know it's not just it's not just a concert ticket to go down the street go down to a show you know you've got, actually got to you got to travel to a city somewhere and, and accommodate yourself for a couple of days, more or less, and, and a couple of tanks of fuel and that sort of thing. So a lot of times it's you know it's it's a thousand dollar episode. So you sort of by going out there and, and and going to the people instead of expecting them to to, to sort of come to you, mm-hmm. um, they really they really uh, respond to it and, and it's always good fun. This latest tour is to highlight the album A Million Sons. Now obviously you won't get alive if you don't play the hits. What yeah. can we expect <laughs> from the new album though? Yeah, no, that's right. I, I you know. I think you know everyone, everyone wants to go to a show and hear the songs that they you know that, yeah. they, that they know the most. I'd say so. What we try and do with the show is, is just try and you know mix in a few of the new ones with with most of the old ones and and um, yeah and try and get everyone just to, to have a listen to the to new ones as well. But I, I, I intentionally wrote uh, this latest album with the live show in mind, so there's okay. a lot more tempo involved in it and and a bit more party vibe. So you know I think uh, they've been going over really well. It's, they seem to be anyway. So um, you know it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun playing them as well. You've taught so much. And obviously playing those old songs, mm. there must be times where you get, oh my God, I've just got to, what about me again? <laughs> well, do you ever get sick of, how do you refresh yourself to try and get into that, that space? Well, we, we change the format sometimes of, of the song, of the structure of the song itself. So this time we're like doing, an, uh, in the middle of the show, sort of doing acoustic, the breakdown acoustic or, um, version of What About Me. So it's a little different to what we've done before. So I think, you know, by uh, reinventing them a little bit like that makes them a bit fresher. And But oh, I'm really lucky with that too. Like I, I, I sort of really enjoy, I still enjoy singing What About Me. 
about me and mm. and um, like you said, I'd, I'd probably get scun if I didn't <laughs> if I didn't play that at every show. Because you mentioned acoustic, and your last tour was more acoustic. Yeah, so yeah. Do you prefer that format or the amps up? Live? Well, that's actually that's what's most fun about this tour. Because I probably did a couple of years of the, the acoustic mm. runs, you know, around the country a couple of times, and and uh, it's a, it's heaps of fun now, you know, with the full full band again, rocking out sort of thing. So um, yeah, it's really enjoyable playing with with um, really good musicians on stage and 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 having some fun. Now the first singles so far on a million signs have all been added to playlists. Not just oh, because you're guys. in here, good on you but, guys, um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we have added them over the months as they've been coming out. Yeah. But, I mean, it's yeah. quite cool having different types of fans and from oh, different backgrounds. Yeah. Mate, you know, the whole thing is, is um, I think it's just, it just comes down to the music, you know. If you, mm. you, you either like music, music or you don't, you know. I think a lot of the times the character of the person will come in, become involved in it as well, you know. Um, like this, you know, a few, few uh, songs that or artists that I don't go much on <laughs> just because I think they might be bits of... Bits of uh, yeah tosses if you know what I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but but you know in, in saying that too you know um, any fan's a good fan and and you know Mum always said if um, it's better better people buying your album than throwing rocks at you so <laughs> and your fans are unless on Twitter and Facebook are very loyal yeah yeah they're, well. they're You've terrific had them you know? from since day one and those fans are the best ones that you want to keep you know yeah well mate you know the whole thing about the whole uh, the whole show the whole industry is is without the fans nobody's got anything you know there's no no booking agent, agents there's no management. Managers, no record labels, no one's got a job. So um, you know, I try and I try and make my fans um, feel feel understand that you know, and, and realise that, that without them, I, I wouldn't have this opportunity, and and definitely wouldn't have any any of them, them awesome stats you know, that, <laughs> that you said earlier. But, but so it's very important, I think, to make the fans feel you know feel like that they're in yeah. control, and uh, because they are really, you know. Let's go back a bit for your career. So obviously, when What About Me came out after Idol, you that first album was massive mm, and yeah, you well. were thrust out to this public and who wanted more from you and the media how did you cope with all that in the early days yeah I, I did so I struggled definitely struggled a little bit early because all of a sudden people were having you know positive and, and, and negative opinions about you when they've never met you you know I, mm. I, I, my my thoughts on the whole thing is is, is um, don't judge me till you've met me you know and yeah. I don't think anyone's got the right to judge anybody else till they've walked a mile in their shoes you know and mm. this there's just far too many people out there who who uh, have an opinion, who who have no, you know, have no history or have no mm-hmm. right to have an opinion uh, on the subject. So, you know, that was a bit of a a bit of pill to swallow, and it took me a long time to to get past that, you know, and, and get my mind around that, and 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 create that thick skin, you know. But, you know, um, I still still to this day, you know, it affects you when when you know you get someone on on Twitter or Facebook or, or hiding behind a keyboard, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, saying something horrible sort of where I come where I grew up you know small town it didn't take long for the old uh, Bush Telegraph to get to get the yeah, uh, yeah. the uh, the comments that someone said about you come around you know and then then you'd see that person and you'd thrash it out and you'd, you'd sort it out you'd either uh, you know you'd deal with it or, or or front them about it you know so it was always it was always something you could handle um, but whereas now you feel very helpless because there's nothing you can really do about it and you don't even know why they're saying it or where it's come from so you know, I think you know that that's that was a struggle. You know, but um, I think everyone everyone, as much as they they like to say it, it doesn't affect them, it, it, it definitely does in a certain way, and that's that's the concerning thing about social media and that sort of thing. I, I think you know. How do you cope with Twitter and Facebook? Do you get involved? I mean, I, I guess with Twitter and Facebook, you can dip in, yeah, and have a look, and then come out again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, so I sort of I'm more of a uh, of a Twitter person myself. You know. Yeah. Um, 
uh, for better or worse. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just a bit of fun for me. I don't take it too seriously. You know, I, I think I make more jokes about myself than than anything, and and uh, you know, just just um, throw stuff out there that's actually going on. You know, and I think that's yeah. what that's what the fans enjoy about it the most is is that it's honest and and it's real. So, you know, um, that's how I use it, and and, and I sort of get a, get a get a laugh out of it myself sometimes so <laughs> yeah. you know i think it's just trying not to take it too seriously but but it's a great way of of the fans being able to keep connected with you and and, and know what's going on and, and and keep up to date with what's, what's happening you know your second album lift um you had more okay, i guess control over because you mm. co-wrote most of the tracks yourself and yep. um their title track was used for the biggest loser yep. for five seasons mm. which from a a marketing point of view or from the, a business side of view was very smart for Financially, yeah, you yeah. Think? Oh, yeah, definitely, mate. I mean, that's the way with downloads. The whole mu- uh, music industry has been, you know, completely revolutionised with with downloads and that. Mm. Um, and it's something that nobody was ready for, so it took everybody by surprise. And, and you can yeah. see the carnage that it sort of caused, you know, with, with pirating and, and stuff like that. So, you know, um, when it comes to to being able to to get paid for what you what what you've created or, or mm-hmm. what you you work you know um cuts like that really help you know and, and that's that's why I love seeing um you know Aussie Aussie artists getting used for for uh, for commercials and ads and that sort of stuff yeah. I you know, I, I personally think that um you know this the, we, we we look too far abroad all the time for, to bring a name in just because they might have had a hit overseas one hit or exactly, something you know yeah. and they got no connection with the Australian um, mm. population in what whatsoever and they pay them you know 50 times the, the amount of money that they uh, that, that they they would pay an Australian to do it, you know, when when Australians probably sold more more units and, and had more success here than the person that they're bringing in. So, you know, I think that's that's a bit saddening, really. You know, I think, you know, we should show more support for Australian artists and, and try and help them because, you know, without... Without them, you know, there's, there's been some magnificent, you know, domestic music made over the years, and, and I think it'd be really sad if we if if it if it started to fade or we lost it all together. Now, um, it's been nearly ten years since Australian yeah. Idol, and you and Guy and probably Ricky Lee are one of the mm. select few which are still going big guns and yeah. that on the charts and, and touring and stuff. Mm. But others have sort of fallen down. Why do you think that is? What do you th- is it the work ethic? Is it mate? Oh, yeah, it's, it's it's hard to say. You know, it I mean, you just say. you just can't tell. Um, uh, what's going to work and what's not going to work mm. these days uh, with music? You know, I, I can write, I can write a song and, and be like so pumped about it because I think you know I, I really like it and I think you know you've got to do music that you that you generally enjoy yourself. Um, but I mean, with with my situation, I've done you know so much touring and that sort of stuff that you've got to get out to the fans as well. You know, and, mm. and guys guys reinvented himself a couple of times with uh, style and with his uh, style of music and that sort of thing too. And and uh, and Ricky's Ricky did the same thing. You know, she. she she was a little bit down and out and then went over to, I think she went over to America and, and uh, wrote with a, a writer, a producer over there and, and mm. came back guns blazing. So, you know, I think you got to keep pushing. It's Nothing's going, nothing's guaranteed, guaranteed. So, you know, you just got to keep keep moving forward and keep trying to work at it. And, and it's, you know, you're never guaranteed of anything. So I think it's just a matter of, um, you know, putting your head down and getting getting stuck into it. Because some things work and some things don't work. But yeah. a, a true artist needs to go through those troughs, you know, Yeah, yeah Because you can't have yeah. it all sort of one level. No. Nah, because then, then, then you sort of you don't respect it either. Yeah, I think, don't. and you and, and you start and you start 
right to to expect it. And you think, mm. you know, no matter what you do, people are going to oh no, no matter what you do, people are going to love it. You know, but that's mm. not the case. You know, you still got to continue to you got to continue to confirm that that uh, that support base. You know. Now, since your debut single, what about me? You've had so much success, but I was a bit perplexed, to be honest, Shannon, when Sony released your best of um, yeah. No Turning Back in two thousand and nine after three studio albums. Yeah, <laughs> now, <laughs> me too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you were actually working on a new album, and yeah. as an artist, that must have been really frustrating for yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, it definitely was, mate. You know, like I'd, I'd had a fair bit of material out by that stage, um, mm. and I think, you know, in with contracts, mate, you know that that the the best of album was at their discretion, so I had mm. no, I could, I could, couldn't do anything about it. So uh, I think, and then with with the um, sixty minute story and this is your life uh, stories that same year, they thought, thought it was, and and you got to understand, all them songs have been recorded, so there's no cost involved in that yeah so that's just whack that one out then if it, however many units it sells then uh, that's all profit you know so mm. anyway you know you can't <laughs> some things are out of your control was that the nail on the coffin with your contract with sony uh well i mean the one good thing that did come out of it was was you know i, I did war of the worlds uh yeah. the stage show that year and, and in the uk in the uk and and that that gave me a perfect album to try and Go, put out off the back of off the back of that tour, so it was like because when when you uh, release an album in the states or in the, in the UK or, or overseas, you normally take all of your best songs. So you do, it's more or less a best of album anyway. Mm. So um, you know, instead of just putting one album out, because you obviously got to go out with the strongest album that you possibly can. Now, um, a million Stones is your first album for Universal yep. Music, as coming from Sony. Mm. Having been for the Sony for so long in your career, and now going to a new label. Mm. It's like changing schools, I guess. Yeah. Because you need to, obviously, there's that pressure on you to deliver and there's pressure on you to, you know, to, to top that or to match that or whatever. Yeah. yeah. What made you sign with Universal as opposed to, what were you looking for? Well, I think, you know, you, you, relationships can run their course a bit, you know, and I mm. think, you know, this was a great run with Sony, but I think it sort of got to the point where, you know, their heart wasn't completely, maybe not in it and, and mm. neither was mine and, and you can't, you can't, it, uh, approach this business half-hearted. You've got to you've got to have everyone, you know, on the same page. So um, we sort of both all agreed that, that it would be best if I moved on. And and Universal were were keen keen and ready and waiting to to move forward and and, and look at the bigger picture instead of just uh, you know watching it slowly run down and and and, and tail mm. tail out. You know, yeah. so you know I, I, it was great to have that enthusiasm back again, and and it inspired me to to, to you know get right back into it again and 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 go my hardest. So. You know, I think it's it's they've been great to work with so far, and 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 I'm looking forward to to working with them in the future. Now, in March this year, you announced that you're going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Now, of course, we know you as a singer songwriter. Mm. What made you get into <laughs> dancing? <laughs> well, it's it's an extra skill set, really. You know, um, I mean, at the end of the day, where it was, you know, when you tour so much, it's, you're more of an entertainer, really. Yeah. So. You know, it's something that that um, you know it's not going to be a waste of time because it's you know it's another thing that that wouldn't hurt to be to to add to your shows if you can somewhere along the line. You know, if the opportunity arises. So, you know, um, and ever I think everyone likes to likes to think that they can uh, jump out the dance floor and bust a move. So, um, <laughs> yeah, a bit of training and, and that sort of thing wouldn't wouldn't go astray. Now, um, you teamed up with the Russian dancer Elena. Now she mm. was gorgeous on the yeah. show and but there was a bit of controversy with you know comments from Helen Richie saying that she can't speak much English and yeah. there was a bit of communication thing going on what was your take on that well I mean most people find me really hard to understand so. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'm Australian so you know there, there was it was a little difficult you know what yeah. I mean but um 
you know, uh, uh, we, we worked through it and did the best we could with it, you know. Um, she's a great dancer and a, and a great girl and very, very competitive. So, um, you know, the training was really hard and it's all about, you know, putting the time in, I think. You know, we, we got the point across most times <laughs> that we needed to. might have taken a little, a little longer sometimes than others. But, you know, um, I don't think it was too much of a hindrance. Yes, during the show, you also put your back out as well. Yeah. You had back pain for a few weeks and then you ended up in hospital and Yeah, had an everything. operation. <laughs> what happened? Are you okay now? Yeah, well, I had to, I had to have a uh, laminectomy, which is where they cut a bit of the, uh, your spine out and go in and, and shave the the disc off off the nerve. So more or less, where your disc is split, and and the oh and the nucleus out of, out of the disc is is spewed out sort of in, into the spinal cavity, and then it calcifies and it pushes on your nerve. So yeah, that sort of all came to a head at once after a bit of a, a bit of I'd wrenched it a little bit trying to do something without uh, doing it properly. Yeah, so that was a bit of a difficult time, you know, because I was going on two or six weeks after that, so I was supposed to uh, lay down for the first <laughs> the six weeks, and then uh, then we went on tour. So the first few weeks were pretty difficult, just on on planes and trains, uh, planes and, and and buses and that sort of stuff, trying to get to the shows, and and then then trying to maybe doing a bit too much on stage you know just just in the moment sort of thing but um it's getting stronger every day so you know these these this is the thing that they they don't heal overnight so you know um it's slowly but surely your charity beyond blue yep. for dancing with the stars now yep. you also recorded a track with nat bass yep. for the beyond blue songs of hope and journey album a few years ago yeah um, don't give up yeah now obviously that holds a connection with you what made you choose beyond blue well mate i think you know um it's a bit of a uh, i think there's more more problem right across the board you know with um it doesn't matter who you are i think mm. a lot of people experience or go through the symptoms of, of depression so um I think, you know, it's all about trying to create awareness that the problem's growing. It's not getting smaller. And, um, you know, and they, they do a lot of work right across the board with, with anyone from being bullied as young kids to cyberbullying bullying and, uh, and, and, you know, farm farmers' depression as well. So, yeah, that's going to say that as well. Yeah. Because they get that in the middle of nowhere and that's there's no right. support there's, That's there right. There's no one to talk yeah. to. And, and they sort of bottle it up a lot of times. And, and I think that's the... That's the, the the most common problem with it is not not talking to not talking to anyone and, and keeping it inside, and then you know then then catas- catastrophic damage can be done, sort of thing. So I think you know it's just a tr- about trying to trying to get the word out there a bit, and and um, you know and, and trying to help people who who uh, might know there's that much help out there. Now, finally, Shannon, um, it's already September, and mm. you're touring until early November. Mm. You and Rochelle must be. How do you guys cope with? Yeah. <laughs> got three kids. You got yeah. two boys and a girl. Yeah. Yeah. How do you cope with everything, the family and the touring? And yeah, I mean, obviously Rochelle's a great help as well. Yeah, oh, mate, she's been like a single parent for a few <laughs> years, you know. Um, but it's, I mean, these two are opposed from the early ones. The early ones oh, were just ridiculous. Like I, I think I did forty-three shows in forty-eight days early in the piece. Oh, but God. now, now they it's mostly weekends, Thursday to Sunday, or. Or Friday to Saturday or something like that. Uh, Friday to Sunday, so I get to go home on Monday or Tuesday and and have when Tuesday Wednesday at home and and then head off again. So my my sort of weekend start on <laughs> Tuesday morning now. <laughs> but you know, in saying that too, the kids are at school, so you don't get, you miss out on all their footy and all that sort of stuff. But you know, it's 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 what comes with it comes with the territory. So you know, you got to you got to make hay while the sun shines. And you're living in Melbourne now, I hear. Yes, I'm a Victorian now. What so, made you move to Melbourne? Well, my uh, Ross's family's from from Sunbury, so yeah. and and the whole thing is i think that you know the culture and, and the football uh, lifestyle as well i played a lot of footy my, uh, growing up and mm. and as an adult as well and both my young blokes play Aussie rules and and um and and Russia's families down here too like all my family's in the bush so um 
you know, having, having that family support base and, and, and uh, you know, people who can help around you makes a lot of difference. With your audience, obviously when you tour the country and you see, I guess, some familiar faces yep. that you've recognised from over the years, mm. but from different town to city, you must see a, a vast range of different people. Yeah. What's it like having all those people respond to you and, and listen to your music? It must... I, I can't imagine what it feels like. Oh, it, mate, it's, it's terrific, you know. I mean, I what I do, my goal with my music is to is to try and make a difference in some way or make people feel yeah. something, you know, and mostly feel that they're not alone in how they're feeling. So, I mean, everybody hears a song they haven't heard for, you know, 10, 10 15 years and it takes them right back into that time in their life and, you know, they might have had a mullet and, and, yeah, and ripped denim ripped, yeah. jeans or something, you know, <laughs> you know, when they were cruising around on their pee plates, you know, um, yeah. with their first girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever, you know. Yeah. So I think, you know, that's the beauty of music, you know. Not not yeah. many other other things can do that. Maybe, you know, only a, a t- like a taste of a, a meal you haven't had for 20 years or, <laughs> or a smell of a certain flower or, or tree or yeah. something blossoming takes you back to your childhood you know i think that's a, an amazing power that that uh, those things have so you know i, I want to have people connect with the lyrics of what the storyline is in the song you know um and and maybe realize that they're not alone in what they're going through and uh that someone else has gone through it before and and um you know that that somehow may comfort them or, or help them through it you know finally shannon what's uh, next for shannon Noll? i see this tour wraps up in early november yeah what's next for you mate well we're going to bring out a new single um i you know the way the music industry is going a lot of people can sort of think that uh rock and roll's past its past its expiry date but uh Never. i'm gonna i'm gonna keep going with it i think so <laughs> I, the the first song off this latest album was pretty rocky but i think the one i'm bringing out uh, as a single towards the end of the year was probably the rockiest one I've done in a long Which time. Which is so called? It's called Man I Can Trust and it's about... Uh, That's from the new album? No, nah, it's a new one. Oh, yeah. okay. So it's, uh, it's about, cool. about uh, you know, that, that, that one person, I think everyone's got one that uh, they trusted and, and they sort of, <laughs> they took them to the cleaners, if you know yeah. what I mean. So, <laughs> so, you know, it's a little bit of a uh, middle finger up to that person and saying, you know, you won't, yeah. stop, you won't keep me down and I'm, I'm bouncing back. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Thank you. Thanks, Shannon. And um, all the best for the tour. Thanks. And um, look forward to some, maybe some new stuff next year. Yeah, mate. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks very much. I hope you enjoyed my bonus episode, my 2012 interview with Shannon Knoll. Make sure you follow the show on social media. Just search for Sound Museum AU on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Always love to hear from you. Stay tuned for next week's show, Australian Idol and Beyond, where I profile the gorgeous Cosima DeVito. Until then, thank you so much for listening. Have a great week and I'll see you soon.